Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. Thursday morning, about 10.30 a.m. Central Time. Um, talked to Kirk Cousins yesterday, Tom, and he it was the first time he had talked since the conclusion of the 2022 NFL season. Um, obviously, we all remember that ended with kind of a face plant against the New York <laughs> Giants in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, But a lot has happened since then. Um, most notably... Kirk Cousins restructuring his contract with the Vikings in a way that allowed the Vikings to lower the cap hit without giving him any more term. So we, we've all ta- we've talked about the void years. They added two more of those. Basically agreed to pay Kirk Cousins $28 million next season or have a cap hit of $28 million next season, even if he's not on the roster, with the idea of bringing the cap hit down this year. Uh, a convoluted way of saying the Vikings have not committed to Kirk Cousins beyond next season. And that's significant. It's the first time since he's been with the Vikings that he hasn't had, you know, job security beyond the season he's going into. It's the first time he's played as a lame duck quarterback. He's done it a couple of times in his career in the NFL, obviously playing on the franchise tag in Washington twice. Um, But listening to him talk yesterday was interesting. Um, He wasn't defiant necessarily, but in in his own way, he was. He he talked a lot about, I've I've had to prove myself throughout my career, and I'm ready to do that again. Um, He talked about earning the right to retire as a Viking. It's something he's pointed to a couple of times in the past. Um, But how how do you think he's going to handle this year? Um, Because, like, as polarizing as he's become, whenever he's had to prove himself, he's, he's done a pretty good job of doing that and putting himself in a position to get paid. Mm-hmm. He's also 35 and, and, you know, getting up there and uh, just, how do you think he's going to handle this year with playing in a contract year for the first time with the Vikings? First of all, I should point out, you talked to Kirk cousins as an official full-time <laughs> beat writer for the Ryan press. We should point this out. You know, little, little change in do- job description. I'd say you're moving from one team that loses in the first round to this next, but that that'd be awful. I mean, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of cousins, you know, I was thinking about this, like when he's talking to his kids years after his like, uh, his career's over and he's like, yeah, you know, so this one team drafted me and they, like we played in this decrepit stadium that didn't have the right grass. And like, that's why the guy got injured who they actually wanted to be the starter. So I stepped in and they didn't really want me. So they just franchise tagged me twice. And then like, I got a whole bunch of money from the Vikings, but like the one year that I get above 500 and close that narrative, uh, they don't even bother to resign me <laughs> you know what I mean, or extend me. And I understand there's negotiations here again. Like, I guess we don't really know like the full truth behind like what the actual offer or numbers were offered. Right. Cousins, I think kind of presented this, or at least his camp did as kind of like this, you know, discount that he was willing to take knowing that he's right. in his mid thirties. Um, my understanding is this has to be something like a three-year extension. Um, and it was no 
like small feat that the Vikings were like, you know what, we, we can't resign you. And then we're going to take like basically half your contract, turn it into a signing bonus and shove all that money. I mean, and they're paying them until like 2027. And I think it's 28 million next year, 10 million the, ne- the year after that. Like yeah. that is a lot of money deferred. Um, having said that, like credit where credit's due, like he made it sound like, look, nothing's, I'm not entitled to anything. I don't know exactly how he put it, but something like I'm not entitled to anything. I got to go prove it every year. It's the right approach to have because he knows if he looks, listen, like quarterbacks can play at 35. Also like a guy in his mold can more than other guys, right? Like as much as there's a legit complaint that um, as much as we've seen some athleticism from him, this is not a mobile guy, right? You know, this is, he's not, you know, Lamar Jackson. He's not even kind of the, the obviously Patrick Mahomes or whatever, kind of these guys who, you know, use their feet to, to create um, separation for the receivers or whatever. But like, a guy who's accurate and kind of the statue guys actually should last a little bit longer, I would think. Um, and we know that he's, he's durable and that he took, especially last year, you know, think of that Washington game or whatever. He like took some big hits and was fine. Gets up, <laughs> makes the next play. But um, I have some faith that he could be good. I think he has the right mindset. I think it's really weird. Like he is, he has, he's going to have one of the weirdest careers. I know a lot of NFL careers are weird, but especially for a quarterback where teams really invest in that position. And like, once you kind of establish yourself as good, even, even sometimes not great teams will throw money at you knowing the alternative isn't great. Um, But like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know what else he could say other than like, I guess he could come in with a gripe and be like, man, we won 13 games or whatever. But um it just puts the Vikings in this like precarious spot where he could really increase his value to the extent either like some team that's desperate. We know teams are desperate. We'll give a 36 year old Kirk Cousins a lot of money next year, or, you know, like they just, you know, what, however they part, if they end up parting, like what is the next step? Because it's not, we know it's not like Will Levis or hooker. I don't know if it ever would have been, but you know what I mean? It's not someone they got in the draft this year. Um, And so it is funny that like, teams do a good job of being like, everything's normal. Everything's fine. And it's kind of like there's explosions going on in the background, but this is one, I guess if you're cousins, you're like, I can put them in a tough spot next year. I can play really well. They have to defer the money anyways. Maybe they'll extend me. Maybe I'll have more leverage and Kirk cousins always been the king of leverage. Yeah, it, it, it definitely the king of leverage. I mean, that's a guy who you're going to look back on and be like, Holy shit, how much money did he make in his career? Um, and that's a credit to him. Like, yeah, he's polarizing. I've been a Kirk Cousins critic. He's turned me on him on him a little bit in, in the last year and a half. I think he's when you compare him to the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL, you can do a heck of a lot worse. The biggest, you know, inflection point with Kirk is always his contract and how much percentage of the cap he's taking up. Um, and he will take up another large percentage of the cap this year and then a large yeah. percentage of the cap moving forward throughout his career. Um, but I, I, I thought it was interesting. I think it was Quasi said after the draft. Um, and we should note they talked, they took Jaron Hall in the fifth round. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll touch on him a little bit. Um, but yeah, they didn't take Hendon Hooker or Will Levis in the first round. So it's not like we have to worry about, or there's no use in, in talking about, well, is this guy going to take over? Cause Jaron yeah. Hall is not taking over for Kirk Cousins, um, barring injury or something completely unforeseen. Um, but we'll touch on Jaron Hall later in the show. You look at what, Quasey said after the draft, I think Kevin Seifert from ESPN asked him, like, you know, what does this mean for Kirk Cousins? You guys didn't take a quarterback. Um, does this, are you leaving the door open for 2024? So obviously Kirk Cousins is going to have his contract this year. He'll play through 2023 and then 
I guess the presumption right now is that they would move on. Um, but Quasi left the door open, I think for the first time publicly saying like, look, all that happened this off season was we couldn't come to an agreement. And we said, let's talk later mm-hmm. and let's talk later could mean we didn't get the job done this year. We weren't good enough. Uh, we're going to move on. Or it could mean, Hey, look, the Vikings went 11 and six again this year. And then, then they yeah. are contending for the NFC North. Maybe they won the NFC North. And are you really going to, by the way, you have Justin Jefferson, um, a superstar receiver who's going to be in his prime. Are you willing to just say, all right, we're taking a huge step back um, and we're going to, yeah. we're going to hand the keys to the, to a rookie quarterback. I think it's the first time Quasi's acknowledged that, look, we, we haven't signed him and committed to him long-term, but if he's good this year, then maybe we have to resign him next year. And I think that's a good point, Tom. Like you, you, you Kirk Cousins is betting on himself. He's constantly bet on himself throughout his career. And um, maybe not even because he's wanted to, like he's just been forced <laughs> to kind of bet on himself. He told yeah. the story yesterday about, and he's, he's one of these guys like, Kirk is so corny, but in a way it's become endearing because he's just yeah. kind of fully leaned into it. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. It's kind of what I want Carl Anthony Towns to do. I want him to lean yes. into like yes. who he is yes. and Kirk has fully leaned into who he is. So th- the same things that induced eye rolls early in his career, you're just like, no, that's just who he is. But he told a story about, Oh, my senior year at Holland Christian high yeah, school in yeah, Michigan, yeah. I didn't have a scholarship. And I, and he, he kept referencing this reporter from the Holland Sentinel and we looked it up and like, that's a real paper. Like I thought maybe that could just be a made up thing that yeah, yeah. kind of threw out there. No, he said the, the reporter from the Holland Sentinel after every game, his senior year, how are you handling that? You don't have a scholarship offer. And then Kirk said, like, I learned that if you just win football games, the rest will take care of itself. And, and that, that mantra has kind of followed him. You know, he, he won football games at Holland Christian. He got a scholarship offer from, Mark D'Antonio at, at Michigan State. He wasn't the starter there right away. He won the job as a sophomore year. He continued to win football games. He got drafted in the fourth round of the, the NFL draft the same year. At, you know, the team formerly known as the Redskins picked RG3. Yeah. Uh, he, he was a backup in the NFL. He he got his chance. He won football games, and he got an unprecedented three-year, $84 million fully guaranteed contract from, from the Vikings. He signed two extensions since then. He's always kind of been forced to bet on himself, and he's always proven himself. Um, so it sounds like he's just ready to do it again. I just wonder if if there is a point in time where, um, you know, I know the Vikings won the NFC North. I know they were 11-0 in one-score games. But by a lot of the advanced metrics, Kirk Cousins had one of his worst seasons in, in recent memory. Is there a time yeah. that that catches up to him? And maybe it's this year. Maybe it's not. But I, I walked away from the press conference yesterday thinking, all right, he handled that about as good as he could have. Yeah. And he, I mean, he always seems to, even after bad games, I mean, there's a handful where he just doesn't want to speak, but there's a lot of times where he's like really descriptive about, you can tell he's a perfectionist, right? He'll remember a third down play should have gone here and there or whatever. I mean, sometimes people would disagree with him. Like he'll see the check down and be like, I just didn't see that deep. And people look at the film and be like, I feel like it could fit in that window or whatever. But like in general, he's been very professional about that. And it's like, again, like, I guess we always describe, and I feel like it's actually weirdly with young players that we always go like, these guys are the CEOs. Can Herbert be the CEO of the Chargers, whatever it is. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, they, um, they speak the most, they influence the game more than anyone else they make more money typically I've Spencer pointed out he's made 231 million I mean for a fourth rounder again we're talking about a tiny Holland Michigan has to fight for playing time or whatever at Michigan State and then like essentially was drafted to be a backup 
that is successful at the very least he's handled business super well Mm -hmm. um it is just funny that he he is not wrong when he said if you win it takes care of itself because it does but there's two two things with that a the narrative until last season was you're a 500 quarterback kirk right it's it's you've accomplished a lot but the record continues to be about 500 now i guess he could argue in Washington, that'd be pretty good. Um, and then like, uh, you know, in, in Minnesota, there were some, you know, mitigating circumstances or whatever, but it certainly was not the expectation when you shell out $84 million. And, um, and certainly once you have Justin Jefferson toe, and I strongly believe just to be clear, as long as you have Justin Jefferson, you have to go for it. He's a winning player. He drives winning more than probably other receivers in the league. Um, you, can't, you can't go to that guy and go, Hey, we got a guy who really can't do his job here at quarterback. He's either too young or like, he's kind of some watch journey who's been floating around mm-hmm. uh he's just not gonna be cool with that for any fault cousins has and i'm sure jefferson like in a private moment would go hey i wish he'd have a little more risk tolerance right and i think they've worked on that between them but like he does throw accurately right he is an experienced player there is some kind of um film study and it almost it, it seems academic at times the decisions that cousins makes but it, that's better than a lot of the other quarterbacks in the league um i just yeah i mean i think it is just funny that Cousins will lean into the record when it only really changed last year. Yeah. And you're looking at 11 and one and that one loss, that one, one score loss was really important. That's the Giants game, right? In the playoffs. <laughs> right. But, you know, it was 11 and no otherwise. And you're looking at like being down 33-0 to the Colts. Like, yes, you have to come back. Oh, it's the Colts. Like they had a broadcaster as their, as their coach and Matt Ryan, who was not supposed to be, he should not have been on the field. Like that was their quarterback. You know, you look at the Buffalo game again, that's a comeback. That's the only underdog win they had but it's like that just that game's not going to happen again like that's you know so like i think um he is right fundamentally that if he wins it will all take care of itself it's just like i think part of what quasi's saying in that quote like kind of reading between the lines is he does need to evaluate what they have the first one was kind of what was the old regime and can we fix it on the fly right the second is like if you take out all these weird one score wins and have a little bit tougher schedule and you're you know like as much as they probably made the right decisions on these guys that Thielen and Kendricks and guys that people love like you are losing veterans you are losing leadership some institutional knowledge when they're gone I think maybe Quasey's going, I got to see what I got in Cousins. Like, like, is he just going to kind of regress back to the mean or can he take a step forward in the O'Connell offense? And then he's probably in an honest moment being like, dude, my cornerback situation is a whole bunch of guys who are young and a lot of them are injured. You know what I mean? And like, how does that fix itself? How do we fix this defense? And then like, what's this team going to look like when Hawkinson gets paid and Jefferson gets paid? Because that ultimately affects how much you can pay the quarterback. Yeah, I think what the Vikings have done this offseason and what I guess Quasey has, has managed to do um, is in a lot of ways, like, strategically admirable. Like, he has given himself, like, an out, right? Like, in, in some GMs would have just said, okay, we need to get the cap number down. We're going to just extend Kirk Cousins. He's good enough to... to lead us to where we want to get to in the regular season. He proved that last year. Quasey seems to understand that like last year probably was a statistical anomaly in a lot of ways. And he needs to see it again before he, he commits more term to this. I think that pragmatic approach kind of speaks to like, you know, his background and, you know, can they do this again, you know, in order for him to commit, to this quarterback, he's going to need to see it again. And I think that's a good thing in a vacuum. I also think like we've talked about already at length, 
it's good that Kirk Cousins can kind of separate the forest from the trees and understand like I won 13 games last year. I deserve a contract with the fact that like teams are going to do what they, what they need to do. And, and they're going to try and set themselves up for life now and life in the future. Um, it does seem like th- there are relationships between team and quarterback that maybe don't work out seamlessly that, that, that turn into just a complete inferno dumpster fire. And to both sides credit, they have figured out a way to at least go into this season with a semblance of, all right, we're just going to try and win football games and whatever happens happens. And, and truthfully, if the, if the Vikings are successful, Kirk cousins will earn another contract. Likely if, if they stink and they take a step back, which I think is something that it's obviously not the goal, but I think Quasey is baking that into his evaluation and into his, his books long-term then yeah, you just move on. It's a natural breaking point, but Kirk's right. Like if they, if he continues to win football games and if they continue to win football games, he's probably going to get a contract. The Vikings are going to continue to kick the can down the road. And then maybe you draft a rookie quarterback next year. And then, and then you just kind of restart the timeline that a lot of people wanted to start this year where, Oh, you draft someone in the first round. They sit a year under Kirk cousins. They take over in 24. Maybe it's just in 24, you draft a quarterback in the first round. They sit a year under Kirk cousins and they take over in 25. The only thing that 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 bugs me is I I don't know if you can win a, a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. I think with the contract he takes up, the, the things that are just still kind of entrenched and in, in, in ingrained to who he is as a as a player, I think it, it, you limit your your potential to win a Super Bowl. I'm not going to say it's impossible, um, but if you can kind of go into every season being like it's going to take a everything breaking in our favor to win the Super Bowl. And, and this guy isn't necessarily going to elevate us in certain moments. I, I don't feel great about that because I think every year you go in with, with Justin Jefferson is prime. It should be like, we need to try and win the Super Bowl. And if you're kicking the can down the road two more years, saying everything needs to break right. Everything basically did break right last year and they lost in the first round. So that's the only <laughs> thing that would give me pause. Um, but I, I, I think it is commendable what both sides have, have managed to do this offseason. Um, and, and kind of we're, we're pushing forward into this season with, with very little drama, at least from the quarterback position. There's there's drama elsewhere on the field, and, and, and we'll talk about that here in a couple of minutes.